0: set it up as a podcast okay that's fine okay so i do have a question for you as we get started it says that you're a husband father grandfather and great-grandfather how did uh you and your wife meet
1: at houston air route traffic control center we we were both controllers oh yeah yeah, that was one of those workplace romances.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <He lies>. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about
1: yourself? Okay.
0: Um, we'll go ahead and get started on the interview.
1: Okay. For those of you that don't know, my name is Frank Warford, I am a photographer. Hmm. I'm a photographer and my company is section of photography. Um, I am originally from a rural town called Waverly, Tennessee. Although I grew up in uh, Nashville, my parents moved to Nashville. Uh, my parents are both educators. My father was principal of the school I went to. My mother was one of my teachers. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I joined the Air Force, uh, where I spent four years in the Air Force. After completing service uh, I enrolled in Tennessee State University as uh, a civil engineering major. Uh, That was very short lived because a guy came down to to, uh, Tennessee State to give the air traffic controllers test and I took the test and I passed the test. Uh, So uh, I guess about three weeks later I received a telegram, a lot of you people don't remember what a telegram was, but (laughs) that's what I was sent was a telegram uh, from the federal government saying that I was hired as an air traffic controller. Uh, Starting salary was going to be, I think like $7,175 a year. And in six months, I'd be promoted to a GS-9, making $10,000 a year. Now, keep in mind, this was back in the... uh, late 60s early 70s so ten thousand dollars a year was a lot and i do mean a lot of money so my thing was six uh, four years of school no money four years of graduate school no money that's eight years of school no money six months ten thousand dollars so i dropped out of school and became an air traffic controller uh so 37 and a half years later, I retired as a traffic controller. Um, I have enjoyed retirement. I retired in October about three. Uh, I've enjoyed retirement. Retir- retirement is great. When you get to that age where you can retire, <laughs> give it up and enjoy it. Uh, I've always had a passion for photography. Uh, I've always had a camera in my hand. Uh, so that was sort of a, a road that I wanted to go down. Uh, Shortly after I retired in 03, in 05, when uh, Katrina hit, uh, Doris and I went to volunteer uh, to help with uh, uh, Katrina, those that were were being brought here. And that one day trip down to the Astrodome turned into a full-time job. We worked Katrina from 2005 until 2012. So that was a seven-year a seven project. Uh, we enjoyed We did a lot of traveling. We lived in New Orleans for about a year, well, just over a year. Uh, then Doris came home, came back to Houston uh, to close out the Katrina project here in Houston, and I stayed in New Orleans uh, over there pretty much as a supervisor running the uh, operation there in New Orleans. Uh, then uh, I came home after that, and then I st- started working, uh, uh, figured I'd pick up my camera again, which I already had my camera anyway, doing, doing stuff with Katrina. But I became a, if you want to call it a full-time professional photographer. So as a photographer, uh, I'm a member of PPA, which is Professional Photographers of America. TPPA, Texas Professional Photographers Association, PPGH, Professional Photographer Guild of Houston, CPS, and that's not Child Protective Services. CPS is the Canon Professional Services. And I belong to several photography uh, meetup groups. Uh, the meetup with the meetup groups, um, we do a lot of uh, uh Meetings, obviously, but we do uh, uh, once you on some of once a month we'll have a uh, a meet somewhere where we'll go to a particular location to shoot, and it might be twenty thirty photographers show up uh, to shoot. Uh, one night we shot the Fred Hartman Bridge, and uh, that was a very interesting project to shoot. Um, I have a rather impressive resume as you saw in my in my bio there uh i was a photographer for the city of houston when the grand prix was here uh, i have uh shot fantasia uh former governor jeb bush political analyst donna brazil writer and actor spike lee actress and uh, angela bassett former secretary of housing and urban development julian castro and uh, former CIA director and uh, I can't think of where else he was. Anyway, former director of CIA and Secretary of what was
0: it?
1: Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense, thank you. That it said Say, that's not Secretary of State. Secretary of Secretary of Defense. Uh, <laughs> secretary of Defense Robert Gates. Now when I when I shot him uh, that was a very interesting photo shoot, OK? Uh, how I how I shot him was I was doing an event, a corporate event, for the 50 top women of oil and gas. And my job was to photograph uh, the top 50 women with Robert Gates and then photograph him uh, in the event speaking. Now, of course, he had all of his uh, Secret Service people with him and everything, because being what he, being what he had done in the past, he was pretty, pretty heavily guarded. And uh, I'm taking all the pictures, and then after we finished the pictures, I was going to leave, and he asked me, "What did I do before that?" And we had a nice little talk. And when he found out that I had a mm-hmm. top, secret, when I had a top secret clearance, uh, he told his his security people. You all can leave. I just want to sit here and talk to him. So he and I had a uh, a very good in-depth conversation, which he probably wouldn't normally talk to uh, if he didn't have a some type of a security clearance. I've had a security, a top-secret clearance since I was 18 years old. So let's it on that side of it. So let's go to the, to the photography side of it now. Um, I am a Canon shooter. I don't have anything against those that shoot Nikon, but at some point in time, you will see the light and come to Canon. <laughs> Canon is the number one uh, cam- a professional camera. I shoot with two of Canon's uh, flagship cameras. Uh, I shoot with a 5D Mark IV, which is a full frame camera, and I shoot with a 7D Mark II. Which is what is referred to as a crop sensor camera. The difference being, the crop sensor camera uh, has a uh, much smaller sensor. Now, depending upon what I'm shooting, will depend upon what body I would be using. This is the 5D Mark IV body. Mm-hmm. When I when I'm shooting a wedding, uh, doing headshots, uh, family portraits. Uh, I will use this camera. Uh, and if I'm in a low light situation, I will also use this camera. This camera has phenomenal uh, low light capabilities. Uh, I have shot in near total darkness and have tack uh, sharp images. If I'm shooting wildlife or possibly landscape, I would use this camera. This is the 7D Mark I'm going 70 7D Mark II. Now that is the one that they con- consider a crop sensor camera. I like both cameras but again, like I said depending on what I'm shooting depends on will depend upon which body I use. The advantage of the crop sensor camera is on the crop sensor camera I can use every lens that Canon makes. On the full frame camera on the full frame camera I'm limited to only Lens made specifically for a full frame camera. This is one of the lenses that I use uh, all the time. This is a uh, 70 to 200 2.8 version 2. Now you ask what does 2.8 mean? Well, 2.8 is the uh, amount of light that goes through the lens onto the sensor and creates an image. Uh, it's sort of opposite of what you would think. The, the higher the number, the smaller the lens opening. Uh, I have a 1.4 lens, uh, a 1.4 primary lens that I use. Now, with that, we're talking about a lens opening that is like huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and you use that. Uh, I use that a lot of times in low light. Uh, situation because of the amount of light that will get to the camera. I mean, that will get to the sensor. Now, if I'm shooting outside, uh, I will sometimes use this lens right here. This is a 24-105 uh, to 105 f4. Now, my camera will go up to f22, which is about a pinhole lens opening mm-hmm. uh, and I can shoot at one eight thousandth of a second most cameras you can only shoot most cameras will only take you to one four thousand one four thousandths of a second my cameras will go to one eight thousandth of a second that's the shutter speed uh, that is just unbelievably uh, yeah, that's fast uh, yes now, my crop sensor camera, my 7D Mark II, will shoot 10 frames per second. I use that a lot when I'm shooting uh, BIF, BIF, which is uh, BIF means birds in flight, because I can just focus on the bird and just hold the camera, hold the shutter button, I mean, hold the camera release button down, and it just sounds like a machine going off. It just goes <laughs> and I use that when I'm doing birds in flight. Uh, This is an extender. This is a 1.4, 1.4 extender version 2. A 1.4 extender will extend my lens basically one and a half times. Now, that will only fit on this lens. The reason being, although if you can see it, let's see the, the, the if you can see it, there's an, right an it there's an opening down in that camera, I mean, in that lens. And when you do that, this has to insert down in the, in, in the lens. So this can't be used on any other lens. Well, it can be used on a 100 to 400 and the 70 to 200 2.8. Now, when I put that combination on my crop sensor camera, just the lens itself uh, will take my magnification out to right at about 3, I think like 315-330, I mean 315-320. Uh, so on my full sensor, on my full frame camera, that 70-200 to 200 is just what it says, 70 millimeters to 200 millimeters. When I put that same lens on my crop sensor camera, uh, it goes from a 70-200 to 200 to about a, I'm guessing about an 85 to 315, 320, somewhere in that range, right there. Which is a lot of a lot more uh, magnification uh, when you're shooting birds in flight. Now, both cameras produce uh, tack sharp images, so it doesn't make a difference to me which which body I use because the the end results is pretty much going to be the same. Um, I have also used, but the 24 to 105 lens is pretty much what my my uh, uh, my walk around lens. Uh, it's not a it, it's it's a rather heavy lens, but uh, much easier than walk around with this 70 to 200 on there. This thing here is heavy, and then when you put that on the body on the body, which is also pretty heavy, you've got a lot of weight. Uh, walking around with so the twenty four to one hundred five is pretty much my my uh, uh, daily use walk around lens <clears throat> um, as I said before, I shoot a lot of uh, corporate events, uh, weddings, birthday parties, graduations, uh, pretty much any type of event where people are involved. I am a people photographer. Uh, I like to talk. I like people. Landscape and birds don't talk back to you, so no. <laughs> so, uh, I have I have done uh, real estate photography, which I do not particularly care for. Uh, I shot a house for uh, Jan McGovern, uh, and she asked me, you know, what I do, and I said, well, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to tell him no, so I just said, "Yeah, I'll shoot and it," and it it was good. I mean, the the outcome was good. I just didn't like shooting shooting inside of a house. That was all that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, it turned out good. It caused the house to be sold very very quickly because of images that I shot. It just wasn't something that I wanted. My heart wasn't in shooting a house. Uh, now, as far as landscape and, and birds, I enjoy that, even though landscape and, and 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 birds don't talk back to you, I enjoy that. When I say landscape, I talk like a lot of my landscape pictures. We'll go down to Galveston, go down to the east end of Galveston down at the dead end. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll shoot the ships coming into the channel. Uh, uh, the, the birds that, that, that come in, the people down there fishing. Uh, so that's pretty much my uh, landscape. point. I, I mean, I don't shoot. Well, I shoot flowers, um, trees. Uh, some of you all saw my my Facebook post where we went to Brazos Bend uh, Park and uh, I shot out there. So I would shoot. I, I just enjoy shooting pretty much everything except for houses. I don't like houses. Um, let's see what else. Um, Oh, I, I got a wedding. I booked a wedding because of one of the pictures, pictures, a picture of a bird that I took down at the East End. I shot the great white, uh, 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 a great white heron and posted that picture on Facebook. And about two days later, uh, I get a call from the lady because my, my web address and everything was on there, my information. She went to my website to get my email address and my uh, phone number. And she called and she wanted to book, she booked me for her wedding. So uh, I asked her, you know, who did she know? Because 99% of my business comes from uh, uh it's pretty much it's all a referral business. Uh and she said, I saw your picture of the great white heron on Facebook. So I want you to shoot my wedding. So I did. I got a wedding from a picture of a bird, <laughs> of, all, <laughs> of all things. Yeah. 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 Only, only because I, the lady had no idea who I was. But uh, <laughs> she, she saw the great white heron. She liked it. She said, I want you to shoot my wedding. So I said, OK, fine with me. Uh, so you never you never know where your customers are going to come from or what they or what they might do. Uh, that was probably the most unusual booking that I have gotten as far as why someone booked me to shoot was because of a bird. any other time when I do weddings, it's it's always uh, referral. You know, I shot this wedding and this person was this person. It was this person, this person, or they saw uh, some of the pictures that I put up on. Uh, that they put up on Facebook. Now, when I shoot weddings, uh, I do both photography and videography, and I do not post people's weddings on Facebook. That is a, as far as I'm concerned, that is a private thing. I supply them. I give them their their photos, their images, and they can post it if they want to. Actually, I do that with with everything, even when I do family portraits i don't put pictures that i that I take <clears throat> on on Facebook uh, right after I do a shoot. I will uh, downsize about five or six images and send them to the client and they'll usually put them up on Facebook and then I give them the rest of all the rest of the pictures uh, later on down the road uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, as I said, I don't, I don't post people's pictures up on Facebook or, or any other media for that for that matter. Uh, as far as video, same thing. I don't post people's videos on, on YouTube or anything. Uh, I will create a uh, video of their wedding, and I will uh, send it to them private. So no one will see it but them now if that way they have the they, they decide who sees their video not me it's not my job to 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 broadcast that wedding out all over across the world so uh, I, I that's how how i do it you know of course i everyone puts puts the wedding up there uh, i've only had one this one the wedding this was the birthday party that i shot and I asked a couple if I could post this uh, on YouTube. And he immediately said, no, do not put, my, do not put this on
2: YouTube.
1: <clears throat> All I said was OK. I didn't want to know why. I didn't ask any questions. But I did the video, gave it to them, and let them decide what they want to do with it. But again, that's not my job. That's a, well, I'm that's a privacy thing. Um, when I do weddings, um, we, go, we go to bridal shows, and I just walk around and talk to photographers uh, there at the venue at the uh, bridal shows. And I shoot weddings a little different from anyone else that I have seen. Uh, when I shoot a wedding, I want to be part of everything. A wedding is not a one-day event. Uh, a wedding is a series of things that happen. I go to their uh, save the dress thing if they want me to go to that. Uh, anything, anything that is wedding, wedding-related, I want to be involved in it because when I, uh, 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 after shooting the wedding, I put together a, a photo show. And I tell the story from the time they met. Well, not necessarily from the time they met. Uh, well, in, in some instances, it is from the time they met because they've given me some pictures of, uh, you know, they met in, in in school or they did this, they did that. And I'll incorporate that into my photo show. And it's just a series of, of, of events. and uh, makes a very, very good photo show as opposed to just nothing but... Pictures of the wedding, <clears throat> so that's how I do uh, my weddings. Uh, as you all know, some of you all that have seen me talk before you all like. Uh huh. That was the eclipse that we had uh, a few years back.
0: That was awesome. Thank you.
1: Uh,
0: I got a couple of questions for you, Frank.
1: Yes, sir.
0: Talk, do you have any okay, tips me... for? Do you have any tips for non-photographers?
1: Yeah, hire me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like that answer. Okay,
0: that was a good answer.
1: You mean my
3: Android doesn't make me a photographer? (laughs) I'm sorry, say again?
1: (laughs) Now, uh, everyone wants to use their cell phones. Cell phones are great. They take phenomenal pictures but that picture is pretty much limited to staying on that phone mm. or, or a very small image. Because once you st- try to start trying to blow it up to a five, uh, uh, trying to print a five by seven, seven and a half by 11, anything larger, it's just a real grainy, uh, noisy picture. Uh, one of the weddings that I shot uh, right there in Seabrook at, at uh, Diomitri's upscale events,
0: the bride mm-hmm. wanted
1: an eight uh, a twenty-four by thirty-six print to put at the entrance to the reception, so I got one of the prints that I taken of her coming down the stairs because we did the brow shoot there, and I took one of those pictures and uh, I can only print up to a thirteen by nineteen on my, on my printer, so I took it to another another uh, business and have them print me a 24 by 36 print. Of time my thing is after the wedding, what are you going to do with a 24 by 36 print? Mm-hmm. So uh, we were invited to their house for a Christmas or New Year's. It was either Christmas or New Year's dinner. I'm not even sure when it was. It was, it was a gathering. And as soon as I opened the front door, I looked up above the fireplace. Was that 24 by 36 print hanging? Uh, <laughs> It was, it, was, it, was, it was something. So cell phones are good. Now, if you're going to use your cell phone, clean the back of the, your phone, clean the lens. Uh, keep in mind, that phone has been everywhere. Your pocket, <clears> your <throat> fingerprints, uh, for one that's been in a purse. So that screen, uh, I guess you want to call it a screen, or the lens, or whatever it is. You call it on the back of the, back of the phone. It's dirty. It has, it's like, when I talk on my phone, I hold my hand like this so my finger is on mm-hmm. the lens. So there's a big fingerprint right there. So you have to be careful. Clean the lens when you're going to use that, uh, that uh, cell phone. Another thing, people will try to shoot concerts uh, with cell phones. Uh, most cell phone cameras uh, have a fixed uh, F four, F two, which again is the shutter speed on that camera. So they are not low light sensitive at all. Uh, so you're not. The best thing to do with that is to um, wait for uh, a bright light and, and, and shoot right at that light. Because if you shoot in the dark, you're going it's gonna be dark. So that's about it for okay. shooting sure, with
0: that. Do you print your prices online? Do you have display of your wedding prices, say, online?
1: No, no, my wedding price is one price, period. And when I meet with, with uh, prospective clients, I tell them this is the price. And uh, again, I, I, I do that because I wanna be involved in everything. Uh, I have found from, from looking at, at uh, going to wedding shows, if you read the fine print, uh, they'll give you a, a price, we'll say, starting out at $1,500 or $1,200. Mm-hmm. That's going to be for one shooter, mm-hmm. three hours the day of the wedding only. And I have seen uh, a photographer walk out <clears throat> because of, he, he's had his three hours. He's through. Uh, and he walked out. And I happened to have been there because our son played saxophone. He was playing. And I figured, well, when I saw that happening, I just went ahead and shot the 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 uh, uh, reception and everything because if not, he wouldn't have had any pictures of it at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So when they, when their time is up, they are leaving. Uh, you can keep them there. Most of them will charge you two hundred dollars an hour, payable right then in cash, no credit card, no check, nothing. So. I mean, how many people do you know that's gonna walk? That's gonna walk around with, with you know, a large stash of money in their pocket so they can pay you, an extra two hundred dollars an hour to stay there. So again, like I said, my price is one price, and I am there. Well, I am involved in everything that is wedding related. Um, like I say, that's, saved the dress, the the brown shower. The uh, rehearsal, rehearsal dinner, uh, wedding, uh, reception, everything that's that's wedding related, I want to be involved in because I tell a story in the end. So, that's, and if, and cool. if you, yeah. you you look at it, if you look at it, like I say you read the fine print. Uh, when you hire one of those other photographers, by the time you get through with all the add-ons. I mean those things can come up to like five six thousand dollars like said, oh, yeah. they'll start you out with one they'll start out with one shooter
2: mm-hmm.
1: or for three hours daily wedding only well now, if you want engagement photos that's going to be another five or six hundred dollars
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you wanted this that's gonna be a, so by the time you add it all up it's, it can add to, a, to quite a bit of money
0: oh sure yeah you mentioned that uh talking about how you present your images. Do you present them? How do you, how do you present your images to the client as in a, say a wedding?
1: I will now I use a thumb drive. I'll put everything on the thumb drive and I will print out three, four pictures for them uh, and, and hand deliver them uh, to them. Uh, But like I said before, right after the wedding or right after any event that I shoot, I will downsize uh, a few of the pictures and send them to them within uh, within 24 hours, uh, so they can see you know what I shot. And most of the time, they put those pictures up on Facebook. Uh, the reason I downsize them is that these two cameras shoot extremely mm. extremely large files, uh, and with with uh, email, you limit to 25 25 megabytes, uh, and this is 10. <laughs> And some yeah, I, some, 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 pictures, yeah, some some of the pictures that I shoot are like 15, 18, 18 meg. So if I try to send them to you via email, sometimes Ain't I can going. only send you one, one, one image at a time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So right. I do the I do the the uh, the flash drive and and hand deliver. Uh, sometimes if 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 they're out of out of the country, like I had one couple. Uh, well, I will to say one. Several couples that that have been uh, out of the state because of uh, uh, their uh, honeymoon or whatever, I will send them to them. I'll send them just to them via Dropbox. Because I, with Dropbox, I can keep the full size, the full size images, and that even even after I deliver them to them on Dropbox, when they get home, I still give them to them on a flash drive.
0: Okay. Just as a little quick side note, back when I, I was uh-huh. photographing, photographing weddings, I, I too would try to do the entire gamut of from the engagement portrait, engagement mm-hmm. party, yeah. all that. Uh, the, obviously, the wedding reception and stuff like that. One thing that I that I used to do was I would present a engagement portrait of them, like an 11 by 14 mounted on like a mm-hmm. uh, 16 by 20 or larger white, uh, white mat on it so that the guests could sign the mat as they, ca- at the reception. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, and, ha- I have done that also. I've done that too. Where I've, uh, 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 well, the people, the, here's your, your image and people sign all around the images and do well wishes and stuff like that. Yes, I, I've done that also.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great thing to present to them at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what did you used to use before digital?
1: I had a Minolta XD11. Of course, Sony bought uh uh Sony bought uh, Minolta. But I used a Minolta XD11.
2: Do you still shoot with those cameras?
1: Oh lord have mercy no. <laughs> no, no, no. No. That 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 that, that, that was I was a film camera. That's film. Yeah. And what you have to keep in mind with film you will
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I have a lot of respect for, for, for wedding photographers back in the days when you were shooting with, uh, with film because you had no idea what you had until you got it developed. Yeah. The big advantage of digital, I can shoot a picture, look at it, shoot a picture, look at it, you know, that type of thing. So I know exactly what I have uh, immediately as soon as I shoot it. I don't have to wait till I get home and download everything to, and then find out that, well, this was where I can't use this, can't use that. So I have a lot, a lot of respect for those that shot uh, weddings. Of back in the day with film. Now, I do not do a lot of editing. Uh, probably 95% of my images are S-O-O-C, so uh, That means straight out of camera. Uh, my editing usually is limited to possibly cropping uh, something out, or um, I will uh, I might add a little contrast or maybe brighten something up. But my philosophy is Canon spends millions and millions of dollars to make a camera. They have a whole lot more money and time than I do. So if they spend that kind of money to, to, to develop that camera and I spend 3500 $3,800 for a body, to take a picture, to go home and and, and have to edit the picture to me it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. If if, if I was going to have to doctor up every uh, doctor up every picture that I took, I could have gone to Walmart and got me a, a fifty dollar point and shoot camera, take a picture, then go back home and and work on it and make it right. But you know, to each his own. I don't I don't do a whole lot of editing.
0: Yeah. Okay, very good. Do we have any other questions?
3: Frank, it seems like you do a lot of um, uh, events. Uh, Is that your, or are you more landscape?
1: No, I'm a people photographer. Okay, people photographer. I will will do land, I also do do landscape and and, and wildlife. You know, Uh, as I said earlier, uh, one of my locations is going down the gaps and going down on the east end all the way down into the dead end. And I'll shoot the, the um ships coming in into the channel and everything. Uh, I like that. I'm i I'm a people photographer because I like to talk. And mm-hmm. Doris, if you talk about mm-hmm, I like to talk so, <laughs> 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 so uh,
3: Yeah. And kinda of with my back- so with that question I wanted to say, so event uh, event people or event planners would probably be a good referral source. Yes. 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 Thank you me. know do you know Yanessi? Um she's an event planner here in Pearland area. No. No, I do not. Let me get you in touch with her.
1: Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that.
3: And sorry I was late guys. I had a I had
2: a client call. I didn't make it to bed until, uh, 30, 30 this morning.
1: Yeah, I do. I do a lot of, I do a lot of headshots. Uh, I
2: was dragging too.
1: I, I did the, uh, uh, Jan McGovern, uh, gave me a, a, a great referral for Gary Green Better Homes and Garden, mm-hmm. uh, there in Lake City. And, uh, I shot all of their agents did headshots for all their agents. Um, I did a title company in uh, in Katy where we did 48 headshots uh, that day. So I do I do a lot of headshots.
2: Hey Frank, I got a I got a question. It's something that I've always been uh, really fascinated by. You know how photographers will take pictures of uh, in, in the dark uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: of cities and mm-hmm. they'll have the taillights of the cars streaming mm-hmm. all over the photos mm-hmm. you know that's always fascinated me how, yes. how do they make that happen
1: there's a setting on the camera on, on on my on my camera and i don't know what it is on nikon but you have shutter preferred and uh can you think what it's called now uh, Anyway, you go to shutter, shutter, preferred, and you use your timer. Mm-hmm. That has that has to be done on a on a tripod, and you set it up, and you can use a two second, three second, four second delay. I mean a uh, time, and all you do is, is focus, push the button, and the lens will stay open for however long you have it set it. Like I say, three seconds, five mm-hmm. seconds, ten seconds. And that's how you get that that uh, light, Stringy. the stream of lights. Uh huh.
3: Yeah. So it's but it's the same. It's the same photo. You're not mashing photos together, oh, right? No, no.
0: No, just, just, photo, it, no. Just image over image over image over image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. What one of my most favorite photos I've ever taken was. Uh, I went to a convention. Uh, in fact, it was a PPA convention, and uh, in Las Vegas, and I was in the Hilton, uh, way up there. And I just had the uh, room was facing towards the, the greater Las Vegas. So at sunrise, I was there with my camera on tripod mm-hmm. doing a timed exposure. And it was just beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think they're yeah, all. Also- yeah, he was in the penthouse suite. So, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. Do, do, you think, do you think the digital – cameras have lost some of the, the challenges uh, that people uh, like to try to overcome with with the older film type of cameras?
1: No, because digital opened up a whole a whole new world. Uh, with digital, you have a lot of people that that uh, wanted to be photographers, mm-hmm. but, but were afraid to shoot with film. And, and again, I go back to what I said earlier, when you shoot with film, you don't know what you have until mm-hmm. you get home and get it developed and look at it, whether you, whether you develop it yourself or send it out to get it developed. You don't know what you have until you get those pictures back. You have no idea. Now, also in film, uh, one of the things on my camera is ISO. Now, ISO is, a, is what also allows light to get into the camera. If you'll remember, back when you had film, you had ISO 100, mm-hmm. which was an outdoor film
2: mm-hmm. because
1: you were in the bright sunlight. Then you had ISO 400, mm-hmm. which was pretty much for indoor with a flash. And then you had mm-hmm. ISO 800.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was pretty much it for, for film, ISO 100, 400, and 800. Well the camera that I have will go to ISO 512,000. Whoa. Yes. Now, Whoa. when you go that high, uh, you've, got a, you've got quite a bit of, of, of noise. When I say noise, I mean the graininess of the picture. Gotcha. But, but there are times when a grainy picture is better than no picture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because in post-processing, you can eliminate a lot of that noise. So you take a picture at one hundred twenty-eight thousand ISO uh, in a total dark room to get an image. Uh, when you get home, you use your post-processing program to denoise that program, and voila, you got a good picture.
2: Mm-hmm. So, um, so the, the 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 eclipse picture uh, of uh-huh. the moon and the Earth. What 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 did you use for that? Do you
1: remember? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I set my camera up on a tripod, obviously. And when we did the, uh, that was the eclipse of the sun, not the moon, it was the eclipse of the sun. And I had to buy uh, special filters, because remember you had the worst gl- the black the, 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 the yeah. glasses where you could, okay, well I had to do the same thing on my lens, uh, because they were saying that, you know, uh, the sun was so bright and without what all was happening, it could damage the sensor in your camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So
1: I had to buy a uh, lens cover uh, to do that. And also I had my black glasses on. Uh, and all of that was all a time thing also. Uh, the one you saw that was where, where the, it was moving, it was the cloud of the day. A lot of, pl- a lot of people d- didn't get to photograph that because it was a cloudy overcast day when the, when the eclipse came through. Uh, and when I shot it, that was the total darkness that we got here in Houston. Now okay. there, were areas, there were other areas across the United States where they were in total darkness. Uh, and I had a map of the amount of darkness, the amount of darkness you would get at different, at different places. Mm-hmm. So, now, in Nashville, it was going to be 100% darkness. And I wanted to go to Nashville. But it was almost impossible to find a hotel because
2: everyone, everyone
1: was there. And then when you did find a hotel, I mean, hell, even at Motel Six, they were charging you two hundred dollars a night at Motel Six. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah, I got gotcha. you. I
1: didn't, I didn't make that trip. So I just shot from here, and the pictures that, the images that you saw, uh, that was total darkness for.